0: Well, hello there. It is great to see you again and welcome back to Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I'm your host and moderator Ryan Ruff. It is good to be with you today and as always I'll have my right hand man Mr. Joe Caleo of UBS joining me. We're going to be diving into yet another wealth management related discussion. That's what we do here on the show and we've got a really good one today. We're also going to be joined by a special guest in Mr. John Boland, Vice President of Alliance Insurance Services and boy are we looking forward to the conversation today. To kind of frame things up for you before we say hi to the gentlemen, uh, you know look we all have the standard insurance that helps protect us in different ways, shapes, and for, you know forms, especially for our finances, such as you know auto insurance or homeowners insurance. But are those policies enough? That's the big question we're going to be asking. Uh, specifically, are they enough to safeguard your assets? if you're faced with an extremely big you know, claim against you. So today we're gonna to be taking a closer look at this idea of an umbrella policy uh, and discovering just how important it really is to safeguard those significant assets. So first, let's go ahead and bring Joe out and say, hey, Joe, it's good to see you today. How are you doing, sir? I'm
1: doing great, good to see you. I'm glad we've got John Boland with us today.
0: Can yeah, I introduce him? Yeah.
1: Please, please. You know, You know, Ryan, so many times when we're doing wealth management, we've got so many things we have to think about. Some things we do directly, some things we bring our partners in on. And John Boland and I have been colleagues for quite some time. He's a professional in insurance with Alliant Insurance in Houston. And John's been my partner on umbrella insurance. And I thought no better than bring the content expert in on umbrella insurance. So John, we're glad you're here your money okay. and a cup of joe let's uh let's toast to your first appearance with us well thank you
2: project. for having me man, hear, man. Appreciate it, gentlemen on a on a cold wet or a nasty wet day in houston for sure it's good to be here we're glad uh, you're we're
0: here man. yeah we appreciate you carving some time out with us john uh let's hey let's start with the obvious question there's no better place to start uh joe why don't you frame things up for us first and foremost what is a personal umbrella policy
1: yeah, yeah, Ryan. It's a type of insurance that provides liability coverage above and beyond your regular auto or homeowners insurance. But John, let let me turn to you. I mean, that even goes be above and beyond that, doesn't it?
2: That's a good question and uh, a good start to this. Um, umbrella coverage sits over general liability, and in this discussion, we're talking about personal umbrella sitting over your. Personal assets, home, auto, boat, RV, um, uh, any of the things you have that might be moving or stationary on the ground, Um, and an umbrella policy protects against a third-party lawsuit alleging that you or your family or your property have caused damage to a third party.
0: Well, I appreciate you framing that up for us. I think that's a a nice way to start that high level way of thinking about this umbrella policy. But let's dive one step deeper. Gentlemen, Joe, could you give us maybe some examples of what these very large claims that I mentioned earlier might look like or entail uh, just to get this conversation rolling even further?
1: Yeah, Ryan, let's think about this, right? Oftentimes parents have kids, teenage kids just getting their license, maybe a little excited to be out with their friends, borrows the car one night, goes out, heads it out, drives a little too fast, loses control. Unfortunately, someone gets killed, others seriously hurt. It's a personal tragedy, right? But that could also put you at great personal risk. I mean, so what would happen to your finances if you're sued by one of the family members or Say you have a birthday party for young kids and they rent a bouncy house and that becomes untethered and there's injuries and young kids get hurt and it damages neighbor's property. I mean, that could be another example. And John, I know you've dealt with this. What are some of the examples or stories that you've had to deal with as an insurance agent?
2: Well, I hate to say this, but over my 33 years in doing this, the list is too long to to go through at this point. But those were great examples, Joe. I will say some of the ones that I've experienced recently have been uh, uh, ATV accidents on ranches um, with guests uh, where, you know, they're going uh, either children or adults are, are, are traveling way too fast on these vehicles. Uh, hit a hit a bump or a log and unfortunately either get, you know, seriously injured or even uh, death can occur. Another one that's been uh, creeping up a lot is uh, texting and driving. You know uh certainly there's drinking and driving but texting and driving has become a very uh a very uh, uh problematic area and when somebody has assets as joe mentioned earlier in this litigious world wherein the more assets you have the bigger target you are god forbid somebody in your family causes harm to a third party
0: sure sure and john for incidents like the ones that you and joe just illustrated for us uh, that might require this additional level of insurance. What would you say are the limits then that standard coverage maybe won't be able to help us with? You know, talk to me about this this need for additional insurance when you're facing a significant claim like like serious injury or even death, like you mentioned.
2: So typically, your home or your auto. Just to take those two, because I don't want to go through everything I said at the beginning of this conversation, but those typically have three hundred to $500,000 of general liability coverage. Well, if you injure somebody and they're paralyzed, I can assure you they're going to want more than $500,000 for their, the problem that they've incurred, particularly if you have financial assets. So, you know, the proper amount uh, or the levels that, that are out there are, are really um, you know, it's, it's, it's as much as you can, can get uh, depending on your 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 situation and your underwriting um uh you know your ability to be under it. appreciate that john and, and
0: john do you have to be particularly or rather i'll throw this one over to joe do you have to be particularly concerned then if you're somebody that does have significant assets and maybe a claim is inevitable if if situations like these could arise
1: Ryan, let's be honest, right? wealth paints a target on your back, and people understand that if you have substantial wealth or amount of money or assets, that can be something that's pursued easily or pursued often, even if it's unwarranted. So consider some of the reasons that people or the even the situations that you could find yourself that potentially boost the probability of being sued. You have a swimming pool, you have horses, you have, have large parties, you have staff, Um, you're on a charitable board. I mean, John, you see some of these things. What are some of the things that people that you know of you're looking at, size of the home, business, what?
2: What do you see? What we're looking at is we're looking at really three components. We're looking at the financial uh, assets of the family. We're looking at the physical assets of the family, all the stuff, the moving parts, as I mentioned earlier. And lastly, we're looking at, lifestyle you know how do you how do you live your life are you entertaining at your home are you having fundraisers at your home are you having uh uh, parties at your home all of those things are where risk lies and so we put all of that together to determine what is the proper um, what is the proper architecture or structure for that particular family and as we all know Everything changes over time. Every family, you know, the kids grow up, they go to college, you know, uh, things change. Uh, but any one given moment, those are the three things that we are looking at to develop a program.
0: Sure thing, sure thing. And gentlemen, to double click a little further into this idea of that personal umbrella policy, Are there any aspects, Joe, where, or maybe even benefits perhaps of these policies that often go overlooked and people aren't really realizing that they have these benefits baked into that umbrella policy?
1: I think so, Ryan. So an umbrella policy is often most useful for people that are helping protect assets from larger claims and lawsuits, right? That could potentially cause great financial hardship or even financial ruin. But, John, I know there are some things that even surprise some people in what these coverages can provide for folks.
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, social media is a big one. Uh, you know, if you, if your child posts something uh, inappropriate with another, uh, with other people in the school that did not give them authorization for that and you get a lawsuit this policy is going to respond at a minimum with defense costs. So your lawyers are going to be tapping into that, that, that policy. Um, I would also say that um, in, in, in folks who have condos and live in, in high rises and things like that, you know, I've seen where, you know, there's a fire in one hot one condo and the smoke ebbs into another residence or even more. And there's art in that residence and that art is damaged that's a claim against your umbrella and i've seen i've seen it go i've seen a claim there up to 40 50 million dollars um and so those are things people don't think that can happen but they do
1: john so I'm sure yeah john what are your thoughts as well i mean we certainly think about physical injuries and physical damage what about psychological injuries i mean is that also also covered by some of these policies along the way
2: Certainly it's not a lead category of a claim, but certainly, uh, pain and suffering and mental anguish and those sorts of things are going to be drawn into a lawsuit. Um, certainly, um, social media, the ones I mentioned earlier, I think that would fall into that. If you're a, if you're a, a minor and, or any human being really, and you're, you're defamed on the internet, uh, and the world sees it, that's gotta be, uh, emotionally disturbing. Um, and, and reason for, for legal action against the party that, that, that caused that.
0: Uh, no, gentlemen, this is a good dialogue here in when we're looking at the amount of coverage, because that's always a big question that goes at the forefront of, I, I think most people's heads when they look at insurance in any way, shape or form, Joe, is there a particular amount of umbrella protection that you should have if you have sizable assets in, in you know, in your, uh, in your possession?
1: Yeah, Ryan, almost every time I bring this up with a client to begin the conversation, they want to know what what amount should they have and what premium should they pay. And there's no one single answer. And it's not something we get to in the first conversation. It's several things, right? That's why getting an analysis done of your needs is certainly the first step. And what do you have in place, right? So it is two parts in all of what goes on. And it's all part of what happens in just setting all of this up. But John, I mean, you do this day in and day out. Talk us through, right, the whole process for folks.
2: So we at Alliance, we, we have a tool that we use where we ask uh, about 15 simple questions about your assets, lifestyle, the things I mentioned uh, previously in this session Uh, And that gives us a non-scientific range of what we think the umbrella should be. Some clients take the upper range of that. Some clients take a lower range of that. Some clients take more than the range. Some clients take less. It's not a perfect uh, mathematical equation. However, it gives us great guidance. And what I would say is that People that take action and that do something about this are way better than people who do nothing about it, obviously. So uh, I'd be much more comfortable with my clients saying I'll take the lowest end of of the range. I would feel better as an insurance professional and a risk advisor that they would do that. But again, no one size fits all, but something is better than nothing and and John uh, we
0: you know we touched on the amount of the insurance coverage but the other flip side of that coin is the premium right it's the cost to the individual so uh, the uh, the other question that i'm sure gets asked all the time that you're faced with is how much these policies will cost or at least what factors you know influence the premiums that folks pay talk to me a little bit about
2: this so the factors are going to be Uh, A multitude of things. Um, Again, it all goes back to how many things you have, right? If you have boats and motorcycles and horses and airplanes and and all of these moving parts, it's going to cost more because there's way more uh, probability of something happening. Um, If you have teenage drivers, as Joe mentioned early, that's going to be a factor. Um, so it also, your, your claim record on your home and your auto is also going to be a factor. They're going to look at all of those, um, and, and put them into their algorithm, if you will, and that will determine the price. So it's really hard to say what it would be like per million dollars. Um, you know, uh, but, but, but it's, it's case by case. Sure.
0: Sure. And I think Brian,
1: one thing is really ultimately. Umbrella policies really are pretty inexpensive because the severe occurrences that trigger these are generally pretty uncommon, right?
0: You're right. Yeah, of course, of course. And and gentlemen, that I mean clearly umbrella policies, you know, they're they're offering this this big layer of protection that you know, we feel good in when we have it. But are there limits to you know what these policies can really do when it comes to safeguarding your assets if a if a big claim like we mentioned at the top of the show does come along?
2: Well, I I I don't know what you mean by limits as far as the number or limits as far as coverage. I would say that umbrella is not only um, uh, available as a personal line of coverage, but certainly as a corporate line of coverage if you own a business or you're running a business and you're you know you're running trucks or whatever you can get umbrella that way as well to protect your assets um if you sit on a board of directors there's other types of insurance there so um it's the it's the greatest protection one could get uh for sure there's nothing that exceeds that as far as third-party liability
0: fantastic well i appreciate that insight john and uh, frankly i mean we've covered a lot today with regard to the umbrella you know insurance policies that exist out there the ins the outs of them and, and we've tapped into your expertise john so we appreciate you and um Joe, I know you and John work closely in this world together in different ways, shapes and forms for your clients, Joe, for anybody out there that's, you know, hearing this conversation, the message is resonating with them and they're realizing, oh, maybe this is something I should be looking more, you know, deeper into what would be the best way that they could just reach out, open up a dialogue and, and simply just get a conversation started about their unique needs.
1: Yeah, Ryan, I think certainly folks could contact us. They know how to reach us on the web or call us at 844 296 8405, or and then we can get you in touch with John. But, you know, don't be afraid to reach out right out to John directly. And, John, how can they reach you?
2: Certainly. My phone number is 713 299 7008, and the email is john.boland that's b-o-l-a-n-d at alliant a-l-l-i-a-n-t.com
0: oh fantastic john appreciate that and and gentlemen look i know you're busy folks you have a lot of clients to serve we'll let you get back to doing that but i appreciate you both carving some time out uh, to be with us here on the show dive into this idea of personal umbrella policies and uh, uh john hopefully we'll have you back here again for another episode
2: down the road thank you ryan thank you joe have a great Here's week. John.
0: Great to see you, man.
2: I have my cup of Joe now.
0: There you go. <laughs> Alrighty, fantastic. Well, hey, look, folks, we also want to say one final goodbye and thank you, of course, to you for stopping by and being with us on the show today. If you took anything away from today's discussion surrounding this idea of a personal umbrella policy, you benefited from it in any way, shape, or form. Well, go ahead and hit that subscribe button then on whichever platform you checked us out on. That way you never miss out on a future episode between Joe, myself, or a conversation rather between Joe, myself, and maybe another guest like John. And you know, at the end of the day, we're taking the strategies, the solutions, and frankly, the conversations that Joe's having with his clients and his network of professionals. And we're bringing them right here to you on this show. And by subscribing, you'll never miss out on one. But for Joe, for John, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on your money and a cup of Joe. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You Consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash Relationship Summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Caleo at Caleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated. Office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.